Hey, what's up? This is Juliet, and you're listening to Broken Girl Unchained Podcast. And today on this lovely Sunday Super Bowl afternoon, I am sitting here with the most amazing and beautiful Marlena. There she goes again. She makes me blush every time. <laughs> you are one of the girls from um, our photo shoot, our women's empowerment photo shoot. And I've been trying to get you over here forever to record and to tell your amazing story. Um, and why don't you give our listeners a little background on you? Okay, so um, I work in the mental health field. I've done that for about 21 years now. Um, I suffer from my own mental health issues, um, starting in my twenties, I chose to not take the advice I give my clients and get to a doctor or do any of that get help. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met a man who made me feel like I was the queen of the world until I wasn't. And, um, so I've survived my own mental health abuse, and I work in the field. Um, so starting at 18, I started working in the mental health field. I've always wanted to help people, and I got a job working with autistic children. Here in Stanislaus County, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, from So from children, I moved to adults, um, and I loved what I did. It was just very emotionally draining mm-hmm. and exhausting. For sure. So I would go home. And I'd go to bed at night and I, that's when I had my first panic attack was when I was doing this. Um, Went home, just emotionally exhausted, woke up in the middle of the night, like someone was sitting on my chest, couldn't breathe. I was freaking out. I thought I was dying. It does feel like you're fucking dying. Yeah. I've never felt that way, but would I go to a doctor? Like I'd tell my clients to do, no, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, And then, you know, I have been diagnosed with major depression depressive disorder I didn't know it then but I would go home and I wouldn't want to do anything you're functioning right I'm that like like me very I'm, functioning. I'm very functioning but I, I have I can, my I can hold it together all day mm-hmm. I will put a smile on I will take care of the world yep and then I go home and it's done yeah I'm like I'm exhausted from holding it together I just want to be in my bed in my pajamas wrapped in a blanket don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Now you're, I, I have to thank you by the way. And uh, I, I know that I've already expressed my gratitude because you came to my presentation. Yes. And um, my presentation was at the Turning Point um, Empowerment Center here in Modesto, California. And you came, you went out of your way just to support me and you allowed me to tell my story and you, you, you're the one who put me in connection with those people. So, yeah, I used to work for Turning Point Empowerment mm-hmm. Center and they're some of the most undervalued citizens of our county. For sure. They, they suffer from the mental illness, the abuse, the addictions mm-hmm. that your podcast speaks so highly about. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that you bring to th- this county's attention, these people are. Yeah. Homelessness, everything. And it, it's a trip how many people are dismissed or mm-hmm. even like not even valued, the you know? Stigma around these people, even though they would give the shirt off their back, 
they would give their last piece of food. Mm -hmm. They are the kindest people I've ever met. Oh my God. I loved it there. It's an amazing place for anybody who needs that support. So what type of services do they provide, if you don't mind? So they are peer support. Mm -hmm. So everybody there is somebody who has been in those shoes. Okay. Um, They have support groups. They have resources. They have um, computers to use. Just a safe place for somebody to go during the day. Instead of sitting in the park where you can be attacked, Mm-hmm. Um, places like that, they, they give a safe zone for anybody who's struggling with mental illness or addiction. So do they give you resources or do they give everyone resources like a therapy or? So they can connect you to places that do therapy. They don't do therapy there because they're all peer and non-clinical. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can connect you to give you a place to go. They can give you um, resources for your ID um if you're not connected already to a mental health service or anything they can tell you where to go get your assessment Mm -hmm. where to get connected to those services now i did my presentation on suicide prevention and i mean do you ever get clients like that are like suicidal and time and how how do you so in that same building is the clinical piece for turning point Mm -hmm. their isa program so if somebody comes in and they're suicidal they'll call the od from that program who will come over, assess the situation, decide what needs to happen, and if necessary, call for, you know, an ambulance to get them properly checked out. That is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to your, um, your background quickly. Mm -hmm. You you know, you, you had a good childhood, you started noticing, you know, uh, your depression and your anxiety, and kind of what happened after that? So I went, years just kind of living with it Mm -hmm. um and then when i was 28 i met the father of my older two children and he made me feel like i was the most amazing woman sucked me in Mm -hmm. and then i even though i avoided all the red flags Mm -hmm. the addiction issues the oh my ex is crazy she just won't let me see my kids Mm -hmm. all of those issues right i I overlooked him because he made me feel valued Mm mm-hmm until he didn't so he flipped he did so six months our honeymoon phase was about six months yeah that's about right and then you know it takes 24 months to know if you're biologically i'm not like your chemistry and everything for everything to die down 24 months to know if you're in love with someone and nobody ever waits that long (laughs) i know right (laughs) they just dive right in right (laughs) so um six months in the name calling started the when i'd go home and i want to do nothing i got a lot of the get up and do this you're useless why aren't you doing these things nobody's ever going to care about you the way i do oh broke you down broke me down by then i was pregnant and i felt there was no escape uh-huh. And the abuse started. Right. He, this man, if I hadn't left when I did, probably would have killed me in no time. So you have no connections with him now? Well, I, I, I have two children with him, so I have two in one way or another. But he, he has since made poor choices again with another relationship mm-hmm. and is actually in state prison right now. Oh, wow. So our connection is through phone calls. Mm-hmm. But... Those are his choices. Yes, his choices. And I think, you know, I want to let our listeners know that your 
you're free to make your own choices, Mm -hmm. but you're not free of the consequence behind that choice. So, I mean, like I, I made a lot of poor choices. I still make a lot of poor choices. (laughs) That makes two of us. (laughs) But um, you started noticing all of these things, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's funny because it's like every, every story that I hear, I, I, draw these parallels, you know, and they all sound the same, like mine, you know? So tell me what kind of happened after that? So I spent eight years hiding abuse from everybody. Nobody knew. I mean, everybody knew he was an asshole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nobody liked him. Not a single person in my family. Nobody liked him. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was in love. He was the father of my children. I was never going to get any better. Um, And then one morning, completely unprovoked, I was awakened at 6 a.m. to him punching me in the head. Out of nowhere. Unprovoked. I was sound asleep. Oh, my God. And my kids came running in. Because you were screaming? Yeah, I was screaming and trying to get him off of me. And... My kids had only witnessed bits and pieces. I kept them as sheltered as I could. For sure. They were three and four. Oh, wow. The most important ages. (laughs) Like, yeah, don't fuck up between like birth and five. (laughs) So that day when he did that and then I got him away and I was just laying there with my kids. I I still wasn't going to leave. I still felt like I couldn't leave. And then... He came back in to the room and he started again with my kids in the bed with me. Oh my me. God. And so I pushed them out and I said, go get your jackets and your shoes. And he came after me with a bat and was going to hit me. And <gasps> thankfully I was standing in a narrow hallway and he couldn't get a good swing. So I was able to get away from that. What triggered him? What was his rationale? I have no clue. So did he go to jail after that? So I left. I did leave. And I, I just was driving. And I didn't call the cops. I called, believe it or not, his ex. His ex's father was his boss. Mm. And he was supposed to be picking him up that day. So I called them. And I said, I need you to get him out of my house so I can go home. And You had your kids, right? I had my kids. And so they were supposed to be doing that. And so I was like, all right, I need to go home and get clothes for my kids. So I went home to get clothes for my kids. And as I was doing that, I left them in the car. As I was doing that, he came in and put a gun to my head. Oh, my God. Marlena told me that he would kill me and then smack me in the head with it and walked away. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) I have to go. I have to. That was when I decided to go to the police department. I did. I drove straight to the police department, which I found out isn't open on a Sunday. Are you serious? They're not open on weekends. Oh, my God. There is one person. Wow. But the doors are locked. So I had to call 911 as I sat outside. And yeah, he was arrested. So he probably was arrested for what was his charges? His charges were initially domestic violence, Mm -hmm. corporal injury, Mm -hmm. um, criminal threats, criminal threats, child endangerment. Oh, for sure. And... um, Assault with a deadly weapon. Oh, fuck yeah. All of that... Dropped. Got dropped to just the domestic violence. Was it because it was his first defense? The first time anybody had fought back. Oh, wow. 
And with that, he was supposed to do maximum was seven years. I was like, yes. I went to court and I was hoping. I did everything I was supposed to do. They were like, most people drop these um, protective orders. I didn't drop it. I wanted it firmly in place. Well, now the DA picks it up, right? Whether you want to drop it or not. They do. But I I got my children safe. I got my um, ducks in a row with custody because I wasn't letting him take my kids. For sure. He wasn't a bad dad most of the time. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going to keep his kids from him. But I wasn't going to let him have them. Right. 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 Because that was my biggest fear. He was going to, he always told me, I'll take my kids. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Not my babies. Um, So then we did court and he was sentenced to two years. He did five months. Wow. Five months. And he got out and then he got into another relationship or you guys were. He got out and he tried to make things right and he was going to make he he promised me the world and I was I was not having that so then he did he get into and got into another relationship he got married mm-hmm. I like this woman she took care of my kids she was a great stepmom uh-huh um he started having his kids on the weekends you know all of that and he made some poor choices again but she made poor choices as well by her own admission they both were in the wrong in that fight but consequently he is now back in prison this time, not just jail, county jail. He's in prison, serving out the remainder of my sentence because of the choices he made. Oh, wow. So he's doing four years at this point. Wow. Yeah. So, and it took me a very long time to feel valued again. Mm-hmm. Like I felt anybody could care about me and love me. And I still have my days where I'm like, ugh, I'm just fat and ugly. And oh like, my ah. God, give me a break. Okay. So let's tell our listeners how much weight you lost. Oh gosh. So I, in my depression, I got up to 270 pounds. Wow. That was my, my highest weight, 270 pounds. And how tall are you? Five, five. Wow. So I took my life back and I, I had tried, I tried, I have no self-control. I have no restraint. Mm -hmm. I like food. I love, yeah. (laughs) Well, I like sweets. I only eat to survive, but I love sweets. I like tacos. (laughs) My weakness (laughs) and ice cream. Yeah. Um, but I chose to have gastric surgery to Mm -hmm. save my life. Because I was, I had high blood pressure, high blood sugar. I had everything. And I was just leading myself down a road of not being there for my kids, not being able to chase them. I lost 117 pounds. Amazing. You look amazing. And I mean, I've, I've gained some back because I still like tacos. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm comfortable with who I am at this point. Okay. So let me tell my listeners, Marlena is the one with the red hair. Yeah, and you just recently dyed it. I was going through my. I, I read a meme once that said, "When a girl's when a when a girl's going through her redhead phase, she's going through something. Stay away from her." I fucking <laughs> feel you on that. That is so true. And I was a redhead for three years. I'm a I'm a blonde normally. Are you serious? I'm a blonde. Oh no way. <laughs> your your pictures came out fucking oh. amazing. It it wasn't 
Visa is, I mean, he's amazing. Amazing. Unfortunately, he is um, not going to be uh, oh. photographing our event, our launch party, because he's actually getting out of the photography really? industry. That yeah, is so sad. He's so talented. He's so talented, and um, he actually picked up just one last gig, and that was for Will Salgado. Oh. And then after that, he's like, "I'm not going to be taking any more." And I'm like, "Oh." Oh, that makes me very sad. I know. Because he made me look good. He, he made everyone look so flawless and just his vision for the shoot and everything. And you just came out amazing. I got the good lighting because I was ready first. I know. Fucking so whatever. I got the amazing lighting in I that know. first photo shoot mm-hmm. area. So you, we did. We. I mean, yeah. And she was ready on I time. Was, I was. And, you know, me, that's one of my. Time management. <laughs> I just, yeah, that's one of my, uh, you know how there's pros and cons to everyone? Yeah, that's one of my, it's not my strongest suit, for sure. I'm early most of the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, you started taking your life back, and that's what, okay, so I always say, you know, it's your comeback story, and everyone loves a comeback story. Everybody just, like, loves to watch, you know, a person, not they don't love to watch a person fall, but they like, you know, but someone rise and someone makes something out of themselves. And that's one of the reasons when I first met you as one of my clients Mm -hmm. um, and we started talking and stuff and I started telling you my vision, you jumped on board like there was no tomorrow. You were just like, let me know, let me know, let me know. And you would not let me forget about you. (laughs) And I loved that because I think that you were actually actually supposed to be in my life you know and um god was put you know putting all of these people in my path and in my um in my and just pointing me in the right direction and um i've been very blessed to have you because you're so positive very positive i i do my best i'm you know medicated now so that helps (laughs) well if you don't mind do you mind talking about no the medication Once everything happened with my ex and I took my life back, um, part of that was realizing that first year, I, my depression intensified. Mm -hmm. I didn't cook for my children. I didn't clean my house. I, I didn't nothing. I I had an amazing support system, thankfully in my mom and my best friend, Mary, who is, works at the empowerment center. She's the sweetest person ever. She, did I meet her? You did. Oh, okay. No, wait. I take that back. You did not that day. I ha- I'm, I'm really good with faces, bad with names. You did not. She was not there that day. Okay. But she's um, been through it all as well. She's one of those people who supported me. So she would come over and she'd help me clean. Mm-hmm. She'd encourage me. Um, so one of those things was I knew that I needed to get help because I wasn't taking my life back. I was sitting there letting it break me down again. So I went to the doctor, I got assessed, I got diagnosed, you know, I realized, oh, this is called major depressive disorder. This Mm -hmm. is called anxiety with panic attacks. Oh, look, and now you have PTSD along with it. Okay, let's get medicated. Yeah. So I struggled with trying different medications always. That's how mental health works. It sucks because when you come down, you're you're almost manic. Mm -hmm. You're just struggling to find the right thing and the right fit and... Mm -hmm. I did. And so now I'm grateful and 
positive 99% of the time now. And that is so awesome. And you're in love again. I am. Oh, I love stories like yours. Um, And then, yeah, so I, I dated. I dated throughout the years. And I met a guy that I thought was going to be the one. And I got pregnant and he wasn't the one. And this was recently, right? This was my daughter's going to be two in June. Okay. My third daughter. Um, he turned out to definitely not be the guy I thought he was. But again, I overlooked the red flags of the drinking all the time. Yeah. That'll teach me. Um, and then, you know, I've been raising my, my three girls and still trying to date and do what I could. And then. How long after that, after your domestic violence, how long has it been? It has been, let's see, six years. Okay. It'll be six years in May. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it took me that whole time to really get to where I could allow myself to care. Like I, when I dated, I just dated to date. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be alone. Right. I was, I went into total guy mode. I'm just going to date everybody I can. I'm going to sleep with whoever I want. I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I mean, you should. I mean, that's part of the dating. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I, yeah, I am not going to talk shit. <laughs> so, like I said, then I then I met the guy who I thought was going to be the one. He, you know, I got pregnant and he ran. You know, whatever. I got the beautiful gift of my amazing, amazing daughter. She's beautiful. And she is literally my perfect child so far. And she doesn't talk back yet. I know. how she, uh, She'll be two in June. Two. Okay. And um, I just kind of stopped looking after that. I was like, whatever. You yeah, know, whatever happens. I'm done. Mm-hmm. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Kind of pushing my 40s, I, I come to the realization that I'm probably never going to be that girl who gets that dream wedding and walks down the aisle and has that perfect ever, laugh, ever after life. I'm like, I got kids. I'm good. Right. And then one night at a bar, hanging out with friends, shooting pool, just having fun. This was recently. June of last year. Mm-hmm. I um, remember you told me you just <laughs> met him. I was sitting there and I looked at this guy all night. He'd looked at me and then finally we were, I guess, just had enough finesse to finally talk to each other and he called me over and that was it. Aww. Took me out the next night and he's pretty awesome. That's awesome. So where you're at now, let me ask you this. Would you do it all over again? Um, in a heartbeat because, yeah, I lived through that abuse, but I've got my children. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't met him, I wouldn't have my children. Mm-hmm. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. I feel like, you know, I, in, when you're going through all of those motions and those trials in life, I feel like you don't understand it. You don't. You know, you're like, you know, why Why is this happening? You know, you're praying, you're asking. But if you really sit and you analyze it, it is molding you and it is it is strengthening you and i'm asked all the time would you do what you did all over again uh, fuck yeah it has <laughs> made me a stronger and more compassionate and just the woman i am mm-hmm. i would not be who i am today i would not be the strong emotionally stable right now person I am I say right now because I'm not always emotionally stable right I'm I'm not either I mean we're women (laughs) we're just completely different 
creatures. It has helped me even in my work, um, working in the mental health field here in the county. I've come across women who needed to hear my story. Oh, yeah. And because I, I meet all these abused women that would come through my programs and I'd tell them, I'm not going to be that person because, mm-hmm. you know, people would always be like, why didn't you just leave? Okay, you t- you do what I've done and then you tell me why you didn't just leave. Yeah. So I tell them all the time, I'm not going to tell you to leave. You have to leave when you're ready to. Exactly. Actually, I was, and just real quick, um, my best friend, she, I had to stop being friends with her because she kept going back to the abuse and she owns her home. She has her car. She has a great support system, but it's that she's addicted to it Mm -hmm. and she feels like that's the only type of love that she's going to get. So she's going to settle for it. And this last time, this guy tried choking her and I went to go rescue her, you know, and then she put him, I, I forced her to put him in jail, you know, cause I was like, I'm not leaving this house and knowing that there's a chance that he might come back and kill you. Like, I just, I can't, I couldn't, I can't live with myself. So this has to happen or I'm walking mm-hmm. and, um, she put him in jail he got out over it was martin luther king's um the holiday mm-hmm. and um they held him in for four days let him out on the fifth day she was here while i was recording um another guest she left and i called her she never returned my call i knew then she was back with him and she was like i can't talk right now i'll explain later and i'm like you know what you go this is starting to become toxic toxic. for me Mm -hmm. and I can't have this in my life you can go ahead and judge me how I'm not a good friend but I have done so much good for you than I have ever done any bad to you for you to even throw anything in my face at this point you know so I can't get her to see her worth and it's tough when you love somebody like you love your friend Mm mm-hmm but again, when it becomes toxic for you, you have to practice healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that if she calls you in the middle of the night again, you're oh, not yeah. going to come to her rescue. But you have to do what's healthy for you. Right. Because she doesn't see her worth yet. And hopefully she doesn't see my worth either. Hopefully someday she'll see the strong, amazing, beautiful person that's worthy of love that you see. Oh, my God. I've OK. So I took amazing pictures of her. And um, had her, you know, I I was like, put on some makeup, throw, I threw her, you know, this little teddy. It was like totally classy pictures, not even, not even provocative, anything like that. But this is my point. The guy was coming out and he's like, well, I'm taking these pict- pictures. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's all, you fucking look disgusting. You don't even fucking do that for me. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, you're not even empowering her. You're not like, damn, babe, you look hot. Hell yeah, work it. You know what I mean? Encourage her. I was, and he's like, who in the fuck are you doing this for? You know, asking her that. And I'm like, she's doing this for you and herself. Like, let her have this moment. Let her feel Mm -hmm. beautiful. And she's like, she felt so good. She's like, Jules, I've never felt that beautiful. And you made that part of me come out and I've never would have done that before and that's I've I've always seen those 
boudoir photo shoots and I'm like, I want to do one of those. And then I look at myself and I'm like, Ugh. I think every girl should. Someday. <laughs> you and should. Then, like when we did our photo shoot, even that day, it was a bad day for me. I came here I and know. I was like, I'm fat. I'm this, you were high this. strong. Yeah, for sure. And she was like, drink this. I know. I'm like, here's a mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> but you and um, that was when I met Heather mm-hmm. and you both were just like, you look beautiful. This is you look amazing. And I loved that. It was exactly what the photo shoot was supposed to be empowering. It, it, yeah. Women empowering other women. Yes. And that's what I wanted to capture. You know, that the, the, I wanted to capture and give you guys the beauty and the, I want you to remember your strength and how strong you, all of us are. And then the pictures I got to see, I, I mean, I was like, that's not me that's not me that's so you know I was like oh my god I look fantastic and even just um our photographer and the people who were around that day they were like so empowering and it was an amazing experience to Mm -hmm. be a part of Mm -hmm. and I will do it again and again and again didn't we let me oh my gosh okay so I'm thinking about having one this summer when this uh, when the um weather is great um but like, I can't believe we got access. I mean, God was just in our favor. He, I mean, we got access to the McHenry Mansion when you can't have access it's like that locked. after, yeah, after it's, four o'clock. It's locked. And we were just like wandering in like we own the place. Yeah. It was, amazing. it was such a good experience. And I can't thank you enough for allowing me to be in be a part of your life and and even even welcoming just your your positivity you know that day and because there was girls that dropped out last minute and you were just like no like come and you know what did you say I'm trying to remember the text message you said let us give you your beauty back and let us give you, let let us remind you of your strength or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Because that woman, I don't, I don't even know who, I, I don't know half the women in the thread. I yeah. still don't. <laughs> but we all get these texts from you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. But she was just struggling. Mm-hmm. She was like, it's a bad mental health day. And I'm like, oh, girl, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. But let us support you. Just come. Mm-hmm. Be a part of it. Yeah. And I encourage any woman that ever feels that way to reach out to people i encourage anyone that wants to be a part of the shoot (laughs) next year or even when i when um i i decide to do another one uh, because i'm thinking about doing another one when the weather's nicer um i encourage anyone that just wants to feel that empowerment to reach out to me I agree. I'm, I've been talking to people and trying to recruit all these women because there's so many people who deserve and have such amazing stories. I know. I want to hear them. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm like a little kid in a candy store. I'm just like, I want to know. Yeah. I want more. I want more. I want to know. I want to know. Um, so you're going, you're going to be attending the, um, the women's empowerment launch party at the Palladium nightclub. Yes. February 22nd. And um, it's a red carpet style um, event. I'm getting a new dress. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I know we um, 
we're going, we are going to be uh, selling the calendars there. So anybody that wants to pick them up and also, uh, they're also going to be, um, offered to the public. So, um, and then guess what? I have an announcement Uh and you're, you, God, I can't talk today. You are the first to hear it. Oh, lucky me. Dun, dun, dun. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm excited to announce Broken Girl Unchained has come out with merch. Ooh, mm-hmm. merch. Yep. Fun. So I'm going to be, um, there's going to be shirts, there's going to be tank tops, there's going, and different designs and and um, I still need to get your your waiver. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> um, because um, one of them is going to be the woman empowerment um, uh, picture um, on a shirt and stuff like that, and it's going to be offered to the public and whoever wants to purchase it. Y'all wear my face on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also going to be some inspirational quotes and stuff like that that have helped me. That have I, I know how that has helped others Mm -hmm. god i can't fucking talk today it's too early i'm telling you i'm not a fucking morning person i understand and it's sunday (laughs) i'm supposed to be in bed (laughs) um but we're gonna have all kinds of different designs um so yeah you know look out for that i have some upcoming stuff money guys yeah come prepared well and all of it is being donated to the turning point empowerment center so um yeah I'm just it's awesome. I haven't I haven't even gotten your guy. You guys are going to get your calendars, mm-hmm. your t-shirts. I haven't even seen all the pictures. I'm so excited. I know. I know. I have been holding them hostage. <sighs> I know. And I'm sorry. It's not because I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm not. I'm not. I just want to blow your motherfucking minds. I'm ready. That is it. And um, I've been working nonstop and putting, you know, my family and my life on hold because this is such an important project for me. And I want it. I want you guys to be displayed and presented in in a tasteful and powerful and bold way. And I love that she keeps saying you guys, but she was a big, as big a part of this photo shoot and all of this. And this is her brainchild. So she deserves all of this at the same time <laughs> no. as much as we do. <laughs> so don't let her fool you. Oh my God. I, I don't even know how to take compliments anymore. I'm like, I you're making me blush. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Panties dropped. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she is from the minute I met Juliet. I have to tell you guys like, I fell in love with her. I have a girl crush because Aww. she's just so amazing and so strong and so beautiful. Aww. And she shared her story with me that very first day. She's one of those people that doesn't have any healthy boundaries. And, and yeah. no, I'm, I'm laying on her massage table and she's just telling me everything. Yeah. No, it, that's why. Okay. So um, let me tell you a little secret. I'm trying to retire out of massage therapy because number one, I'm a chatterbox. You can't get me to shut the fuck up. And it was just the wrong choice of profession for someone like me, you know? Um, but not only that, you know, my, my table and my room becomes a confession. Like I've heard it all and it all comes out 
you know. Hello, we're naked. Hello. <laughs> Vulnerable. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, um, I know that you have to get going. And it was a pleasure having you. And thank you so very much. I can't thank you enough for being a part of my life, being a part of this project, being a part of this woman empowerment movement. You know, I'm very excited to see um to see what our lives are going to be in the next five years, the next five days even, or the next five weeks. Like, Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Thank you for choosing the Empowerment Center, which is a dear place to me, to be the recipient of all of these donations. And just thank you for empowering me and helping me rebuild myself again. It's been my pleasure. And it's, you know... Bringing mental health awareness because I am a suicide survivor. Yeah, I'm a suicide survivor, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and it's hard. It is so fucking hard to shift that mindset. You know, I know I'm tangenting off, but I mean, I just want to I want to say that people don't understand. See, they they often dismiss someone that you know expresses like a suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. but when it happens that's when they get Mm -hmm. your attention oh they committed suicide oh that's so sad it's like completion of suicide is the hardest thing mm -hmm. i it's another thing i've I've dealt with Mm -hmm. is losing my cousin and several people that i love to suicide they've completed it but i there there's help out there So if you have those thoughts, even if your family aren't listening to you or your friends aren't listening to you, there is help. Mm -hmm. Just reach out. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, don't I know for me that it was really hard for me to um, to reach out for help because my 5150 was so downplayed and it was mocked and it was dismissed that I was called crazy. So Mm -hmm. every time I had those suicidal thoughts and it was hard for me not to put a 45 to my head and just, you know, just let's just do it and get it over with because I that pain is just so rich. It was hard for me to ask for help. And if I knew what I know now, and if I knew that I had all those tools available, like what the turning point um, provides, I would have. And one of the amazing other programs that turning point provides is called Warmline mm-hmm. 525-4600. Nice. Peer support 24 hours a day. If you're having those thoughts, they will answer a phone they will talk to you. Sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger. Now, can you repeat that phone number one more time? 525-4600. 525-4600. Turning points warm line. Okay, so that's area code 209. 209. Okay, well, thank you so much. I can't even tell you what a blessing you have been to our community. And not only that, to to me and to um, the girls uh, in the shoot. Thank you so much. And it was a pleasure having you. And... Thank you. And we'll see each other at the launch party. Yes, definitely. So come out, guys. Come and have a drink with us. A shot. Hell, fuck it. You know, have both. (laughs) Come and dance with us. Come and help me empower these women and give them the honor that they deserve for being strong. And um, yeah. And give Juliet the honor she deserves as well. Oh, God. I don't care about me. (laughs) It's you girls. (laughs) Until we meet again. Thanks for listening. Bye.